Welcome to The Heart Podcast, a Christian podcast featuring sermons from The Heart Church and impromptu episodes covering a wide variety of topics. We hope you enjoy. Amen. Good morning. Did you guys uh, have a good time during your fellowship? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, We've got to kind of get back into game shape uh, when it comes to fellowshipping. Uh, Starting... Uh, in literally a month and a half, or no, 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 not even a month and a half, in a couple of weeks, we will begin year three of the corona era. And so it's been a long time. And so when you haven't uh, worked out or exercised particular muscles in a while, you've got to kind of get, get them back in order. Amen. Turn with me over to Ephesians chapter five. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do today. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do and why we're going to do it. Uh, does anybody know our theme for the year? Be family. Be family. Come on, Aaron, I appreciate that. This year, in particular, it is building family. Next year, it's expanding. Uh, we're talking about building family this year. And uh, one of, uh, uh, the, one of the, a great family movie, a great family movie that just came out. How many of you guys have seen Encanto or Encanto? depending. You all see it? And what is the most famous uh, song from the movie? We don't talk about Bruno. And uh, if you know the movie, uh, it's a fantastic animated Disney movie, uh, and there's a lot to it. But part of it, uh, there is a family secret. They don't talk about Bruno. And uh, uh Incidentally, there is a sister who actually sings background on there. She's uh, in L.A., Carrie Benoit Morales. Uh, she sings on that. It's fantastic. Uh, but uh, the reason we're, we're talking about that, uh, today's as we're focusing on lordship, the, t- the title of our lesson is Lord of the Dark. Or Lord in the Dark, rather. He's not Lord of the Dark. Lord in the Dark. Sorry. You're at the right church. We're talking about Jesus. This is Jesus. He is Lord. Amen. But in the movie, they had a secret. And I'm going to tell you why uh, we are uh, going to, uh, while we're going that direction. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about walking in the light and getting out of the darkness. And the reason that we are doing that is because every family, uh, unfortunately, has secrets. You guys all have a family secret Deep down in your back, deep down in your background, something that like, oh, we don't talk about that. Don't mention that. Don't ask about that person. Don't ask where they're at, where they've been. Where, where? <laughs> I have a cousin, Randy, who, who goes on these periodic vacations, uh, and they kind of correspond with like months and years. Uh, it may, they may coincide with prison sentences, but they call them vacations on one side of my family. We don't talk about that much. The challenge with us coming back together uh, as a fellowship, and one of the things that's happened over the past couple of years, it is always our battle. Uh, I know for me, since I was a very, very, very young kid, uh, it has always been my battle to hide things. My dad used to keep a change, uh, a little change, uh, uh, change dish. And I used to sneak quarters out of there and take quarters and sometimes dollars. And thinking that my father would never notice, Now, mind you, I was 18 years old at the time. Uh, 
and thinking my dad would never notice. And I remember my dad saying, uh, you know, I do know when you're taking stuff out of my change dish, right? But it's always our temptation uh, to hide things and to uh, sneak things. And I want to show a video really quickly that might illustrate, that might help us out. Because I think we may have this in common. Alex says that every night they wake up and there's these snacks out and about. So they set up the cameras and boom, the door opens, out comes a three-year-old. <laughs> Alex says Elijah likes to wake up at three, four in the morning. He rolls around, takes drinks and snacks, and he always denies it. So they set up the cameras. As soon as three-year-old Elijah grabbed that orange, dad was like, caught you. Oh, that's oh, I love funny. that run. <laughs> runs back to his room. I love that he didn't leave the orange behind, yeah. though. He still, still cool. got his loot. Listen, once dad is calling your name in the middle of the night, you may as well get the snack because you're going to get in trouble for it one way or the other. Alex is one of our viewers in Cocoa, Florida. He sent us this video. Thanks for thinking of us. That's hilarious. We all have a bit of Elijah in us, right? And even though we think we may be getting away with things or escaping consequence, the eye of God is always right there. And in Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 8, we're going to look at a scripture and a passage, and we're going to look at an illustration from Acts chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. The Apostle Paul, through the Spirit, tells the church, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. In verse 11, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. That's why it said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We're probably going to read that a couple more times uh, over the next, uh, in the coming months in different manners. Uh, but there's so much there, but he's trying to help the church to understand uh, he says, look, you, you were once in darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. I don't know if you remember Dave's lesson from a few weeks ago about being rerouted and uh, reference to chapter two. And it talks about how we used to be dead in our sins, but now we are alive in Christ. And here he's, he's reminding them, no, uh, as he starts in the very beginning, he says, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live as children of love. And then he goes on and he describes uh, what some of the things we need to avoid. But here he tells us we need to make sure that we are staying in the light. And what that means is for us to live in, as he says, truth and righteousness. To come on out and no longer live deceitful lives, but expose ourselves. And there are certain things that we get when we expose ourselves. If we are going to build family, we've got to make sure that there is no darkness in God's kingdom of light. Amen? It is always our temptation from the very beginning. Adam and Eve, they hid. The first thing they did when they realized that they had done something wrong, the first thing they did is they hid from God and they hid from one another. And if we're going to build family, we've got to drop the walls and we've got to understand that Jesus is Lord even in the dark. 
Turn with me to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. And there are some things for some of us we've got to hear over and over, and as uh, Will and Carol alluded to, uh, things change as we get older. There are some things when we are younger in the faith that we may try to hide and then we grow and mature. Uh, and then there become other things, deeper things that are a little bit more scary. In Acts chapter 5, we get an illustration, an example rather, of a couple, Ananias and Sapphira. In chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then the young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you received? This is the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. The young men came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Now, this is an amazing passage. And there's a reason, kind of what was going on at this time in the church. In chapter 4, at the very end, uh, the church was kind of in its uh, beginnings and people were excited and they were, up, they were in their faith and they were selling uh, land They were selling land and properties. In chapter 4, at the very end, uh, it says how Barnabas had sold a piece of property, laid the money at the apostles' feet to meet the needs of the community, uh, their faith community and those around. And, and so that kind of became a popular thing, kind of a buzz in the fellowship. So Ananias and Sapphira, who owned some property, got the idea. We're going to sell our property too because we want to give to God. But it says with his wife's full knowledge, said, uh, I'm going to hold some back. And it wasn't that he held it back. It was that he presented that he was giving the full amount, but he held some back for himself. And his wife was like, you like it, I love it. Sapphira was a rider. And so they come before Peter, and Peter's like, is it? And I don't know why Peter would ask the question. And I think there is something to be said uh, about a level of accountability. But Peter asked him the question, is this the full amount you got for the land? And he said, yeah, sure is. And he says, you have not lied to men but to God. And he fell down and died. God took his life. Now, interestingly enough, I know for a lot of us, this is like really inspiring for our first service of the year altogether. But it's important that there, there is good. Trust me, there is good in this. There is grace here, and we'll talk about it. But here, 
This was after Jesus had been crucified and resurrected. So they were in a period of grace. They had already said, Jesus, Lord. They had gotten baptized. They celebrated with the family. They are part of the community of faith. But there was something in their hearts. And it wasn't about how much money they give. The, the amount is never mentioned. But there was an issue of heart here. There was an issue that they were hiding. The issue may have been greed. Uh, the issue may have been how they, were, they, how they were viewed in the community. They wanted standing in the community. They hid behind a few things. One, they hid behind deeds. They hid behind deeds. Because in the church, if people were selling their property, that was good. But then they hid behind, they hid their hearts behind, oh, here, we're going to do this too. But their hearts weren't really for God. They hid behind reputation. And maybe, again, at that time, they had a little money. They had some land. And so they hid behind their reputation, maybe, of them being givers. They were known as givers in the church. They hid behind reputation. They hid behind the community. Had like There's a buzz going around. Everybody's doing it. And so they hid behind the fervor of the group. But they didn't have the same faith and they didn't have the same commitment. They hid behind that. They hid behind the fervor and the excitement. They hid behind the buzz. But there were things that were really going on in their hearts. Now, this is a bit of conjecture, right? So I don't want you to accuse me of making more adding. But I imagine, I've been married now almost 21 years, and I know how these conversations go. For those of you that have been married uh, for any length of time, you know how these conversations go. And I'm sure Ananias is like, you know, went to his wife's fire. I'm gonna, we're going to sell this land. We're going to give it. She's like, yeah, go for it, babe. I got your back. She wasn't worried about retirement or the 4013B or whatever it was at the time. We're good. You sell it. You give to God. He's got us. He said, but you know what? You know, other people are giving. You know, I'm, I'm going to hold some back. Okay, babe, you got it. You know, but I, I know Peter. He's always asking questions. He ain't Jesus. I don't answer to Peter. We answer to Jesus. Yeah, that's right, babe. You got it. He ain't Jesus. You know what? The church, you know, Barnabas, he had way more land than we. He sold a lot more than we. They don't need all our money. You know, that's right, baby. Preach that. Speak that truth. And she's right there with him. You know what? Those apostles, ever since they got the Holy Spirit, you know, they've been preaching and doing miracles and all this stuff. They're kind of like the Pharisees. They're kind of talk, taking all the time. Like, what are they giving? What do they need our money for? We're just going to get part of it. We'll hold it back. Baby, go for it. Sapphira was right there. Can, are you guys with me? You guys, are, are, have you maybe had some of those conversations with your spouse? Maybe not in that exact I don't know if you mentioned Pharisees with your spouse, but you had those conversations. My wife and I uh, went to uh, Ian and Elena's wedding. I've already confessed this, but on the way to the wedding, it was in Vermont in the mountains in February, and on the way, let's just say, let's just say my heart wasn't fully uh, with their marital bliss. And I pictured us being out in the middle of the woods and me having a frostbite. And I complained almost the whole way up. And then we got there and I was like, this is amazing. 
and the place was beautiful, and the wedding was awesome. But in my heart, all, I mean, I literally had to stop myself and say, God, forgive me. I, I was just complaining and muttering, not even considering the privilege that they asked me to be a part of their wedding. But I, I complained, and you know we do this. And you don't have to necessarily, uh, I'm sharing this as a married example, Ananias Fire, they had these secret talks, but we all have these secret things in our hearts. And it's easy, we get to hide, uh, even now we get to hide virtually. We get to hide out virtually and nobody, uh, nobody's asking questions. We're like, oh, well, they, you know, they may be a little bit apprehensive. Uh, they, oh, they may be sick. They may, what? No, and nobody's asking questions and we can hide out. And the thing about it, the thing that Ananias and Sapphira mistook is they weren't lying to Peter. They weren't deceiving the church. As Peter puts it, you've lied to the Holy Spirit. You've, why would you test God in this? And I believe, and I want to reference a couple quick things. In Numbers chapter 32, uh, at this juncture, in the church, primarily they were mostly of uh, Jewish background, primarily of Jewish background. And in Numbers chapter 32, 30, uh, 32 as uh, Moses uh, is given some instructions to the Israelites, he tells them in Numbers 32, 33, he says, uh, as he's giving them these instructions, he says, listen, be careful, your sin will find you out. In Psalm chapter 69, verse 5, David says, God, you, 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 God, know my folly. My guilt is not hidden from you. In Psalm 139, verses 11 and 12, Psalm 139, verses 11 and 12. Psalm 139, verse 11 and 12, sorry. The psalmist, he writes, if I say, surely the darkness will hide, hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. In Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24, in Jeremiah 23, 24, the Bible reads, can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, say, says God? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? And Ananias and Sapphira, they had to be aware that there is no place, there's no place where God is not present. There is no place for us, brothers and sisters, where God's spirit, especially for those of us who've been baptized into Christ, his spirit indwells in us. And so wherever we're at, even in the most intimate of places, when we're in the bathroom, the Holy Spirit is there. You never thought about that, did you? Angels bearing witness. And you're blowing your nose. But God is there. And what Ananias and Sapphira missed was that Jesus is Lord even in the darkness. And for us, it is a mistake and as we move forward, and the goal of me sharing this is for us as a congregation, if we are going to be family, 
We have got to get all of the darkness out of the church. And it starts in our individual lives. And it doesn't have to be drunkenness, though. There is, we, some of us do struggle. And I know over the past two years, some of us have struggled with drinking too much. For some of us, uh, it's been purity issues. For some of us, uh, it has just been worldliness. Uh, impure language, as it says earlier in Ephesians chapter 5. Obscenity. All these things were surrounded and inundated by it. And it can, it can start to get inside of us. And now is the time to understand that God is Lord, Jesus Lord, even in the darkness. And here's the thing. It wasn't just that Ananias and Sapphira, it wasn't just their decision. Now, mind you, there was grace there because Peter didn't just, even though it was already in Ananias' heart, he had already done it, he gave the money, and it was already in his heart that he, you know, he had already made the decision. Peter asked him the question, is this the price you got for the land? God was giving him another opportunity. He was giving him an opportunity. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. The spirit in him is like, tell the truth, dog. Just tell him. Everything in him is like, God is saying, come on, please. And Ananias made the wrong choice. It says three hours later, I believe. Then Sapphira came in three hours later. So she had three hours worth of grace. And then Peter asked her the question. Is this the price your husband got from the land? And I'm sure there are people at the door like, ooh. Maybe they're taking bets. Like, what do you think? No, they're not. But, you know, God has given, shown her grace. She had three hours of grace to maybe get her heart right. Maybe the Spirit's warning her, like, man, you got to tell on your husband it's not right. You got to help him out. You're a suitable helper. You got to help him be right with God. Don't let him do it. Don't let him get away with it. You can't go along with this. And, and everything in here, maybe. God is trying to help her. God is giving her grace, saying, come clean. Is this the price you got for the land? Yes. You see, grace was there. And one of the things that Satan does to us is he, he twists around where the grace, where the comfort, and where the strength is. He says, no, you can get grace in the darkness because no one knows. Then you can just take the time to work on it yourself. Oh, comfort. Oh, you know, just, you know, whatever, sleep in, eat some more. Just soothe your conscience however it is you soothe your conscience. There's comfort in the darkness. Or, no, there's strength. You, you just need to push through. Don't bother anybody with this. Work on this yourself. There's strength in the darkness. And it's the complete opposite. You see, there is grace in the light. There's comfort in the light. There is strength in the light. And God was trying, he's trying to get us as a fellowship. He's trying to get us as a fellowship to find, to find that grace, to find that comfort, to find that strength. I know for myself, the, uh, actually I won't even use myself, there's a brother we uh, studied the Bible with a few weeks back. And uh, he studied the Bible, and he got something off of his chest, and it, it was daunting. I know it was a lot for him. He shared, and he got it all out. And literally, uh, the brother, we, uh, one of the brothers that was in the Bible study with us, uh, he called me the next day, and he says, he says, man, he says, he is so excited 
because he's unburdened. He didn't feel judgment. He didn't get judged. We didn't, nobody looked at the guy funny. Nobody looked at him funny. It was like, oh my gosh, how could you? And I don't know about you. Have you ever, uh, have you ever confessed and someone just said, oh my gosh, you're disgusting. I shouldn't even be talking to you right now. That did happen to me, but <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still standing. Anyway, years ago, <laughs> but no, when we confess, we get to experience the grace of God because we really don't experience the full grace until we, we stand before God and just empty, us, empty everything out. And that's when we can see, wow, you love me even with this? You love me even like this? Wow, the comfort that we get because whenever we carry darkness with us, there, there, there's pain there. And we get to get God's comfort, but we only get that when we come in the light. We get his comfort. We get the comfort of the spirit, the comfort of his word. We get the comfort of the fellowship. It's all right there. And then we get strengthened. I don't have to live like that anymore. God has freed me. Now we have a track record. God is he's helping us to build faith. And now we get stronger because of that grace, because of that comfort. And now we're different. Our, our relationships are different. Our marriages are different. Everything is different now because we've experienced that grace, that comfort, and that strengthening that's found in the light. Ananias and Sapphira found out something the hard way. It wasn't the sin, it was the cover-up that was the problem. The cover-up is always worse than the crime. They experienced that. I'm going to close here in just a second. But I do want to share something um, that we talked about at Men's Midweek, and we talked a little bit about the same subject, about, uh, about sharing and building blocks of brotherhood and being vulnerable with one another. And one of the things I talked about, and I think that I've experienced over the past couple of years, and I don't know about you, and it doesn't matter what your age group, we all experience it in certain ways, but loneliness. Now, loneliness is not a sin, okay? You guys with me? Satan will try to make us feel like it's sin, that we're lonely, or that we feel, I shouldn't feel this way. I'm in the presence of God. I've got the favor of God on me. I should never feel sad or lonely or depressed. And some of us, we feel lonely, we feel burdened, we feel like we're the only ones that feel this thing, whatever it is. And what can result in that, by not, by not sharing it, by not exposing it to the light, as a result, that can be sin. The things that we do as a result of that, as we isolate from one another, and people make uh, 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 devastating life decisions when they're in that space. A brother that uh, my wife and I know and we respect very much and love very much, and has done incredible things, had done incredible things for God. He took his own life last fall. He took his own life, and he, uh, uh, he was a disciple, a brother, uh, and very involved, and he took his own life. And I, I share that because I think for us, we underestimate kind of Satan's deception in our lives. As someone who battles depression myself, I understand what it's like uh, to stay in that dark place and to go down there. And what God has taught me, and God is through the scriptures and through relationships, he's taught me that, man, just exposing what's in there, even if it's loneliness, the most embarrassing, whatever it is in there, you get it out. And then you get to experience his grace, his comfort, 
his strengthening. We get to experience that, experience all of that. And I, I, just, I beg of you, I implore you, if there is anything in there, in your hearts, anything that you battle with, the sin that you've given into, whatever, man, expose it to, uh, to someone that you, that you trust that's going to help you. That's not going to be a Sapphira in your life. That's not going to be me too, baby. Someone that's going to be like, no, we need to get you some help. No, I'm not, I'm not, I know you asked me not to share that with anyone else. We need to get you some help. Because I don't know how to help you. We got to get you some help. And brothers and sisters, we need that. Amen? We need that. In God's church, if we're going to be family and we're going to build this family, we got to talk about Bruno. We got to talk about whatever it is. Get it on out because God wants his church, this family, to be a, a place that's filled with his grace, filled with his comfort, and and, and filled with people who have been strengthened so that they can help others. Amen? That's the community that God is building. That's the family that God wants right here. And we have the ability to do that. But we've got to understand that God, Jesus, is Lord in the darkness. Amen? And we don't have to stay there. Amen. We got one last song, and then we'll be dismissed. Let's stand on up. One last thing, uh, let me come into the light. I forgot to make this announcement twice. The Hope Committee has, uh, they've created some bags to hand out for those that are willing to hand out to the homeless. They are right outside the Hope Committee. So if you can keep them in your car, you pass uh, someone that's homeless, especially during the winter, you can pass and pass those out. You see Paul Leonard, raise your hand, Paul. Paul's right there. Uh, those, the bags are out in the hall. Thank you. for listening to the heart podcast to learn more about the heart visit us online at hartfordchurch.org